Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, uh, ladies and Gentiles out there, <laughs> uh, to episode six, the later half of a decade as we approach uh, 10 episodes. That's right. <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, this is welcome to the Epic Life here today. Excited to have everyone out there join us uh, wherever you are in the world. And uh, it's been, like I say, we just had a little week off, a little hiatus. Both yeah. of us been fighting a little bit of... Uh, Something's Under the weather, going around. something's going around. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, for me, it's it's allergies. I just feel like yeah, my eyes are like ovens right now, just burning, <laughs> flaming. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it has been a trip, um, and it's weird because like at work, one of my things I love to do most is go out on a walk, <laughs> uh-huh. get out, and enjoy the weather. But um, yeah, it's been tough because it's like, why do I want to go and suffer? <laughs> I know, and and for me, I started having uh, like sinus headaches about a week and a half ago. And then I ended up getting like 102 degree fever. And then I was just like, my muscles were really aching and I was exhausted. Um, so something was going around and the people yeah. that I know are, were also fighting stuff. So it's weird. It's weird. I've heard some stuff at my office too. So yeah, it's just that time of that transition season. Right. Uh, but anything else new in your world, Jer Bear? What's going on? Um, I don't know. Like right now things are pretty chill with work. I just got the approval for the Australia trip. So I actually did as well. I just nice. didn't book my ticket. So Oh yeah? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um so I'm looking forward to that. Um and then Andrea and I have a New York trip that we have scheduled for next month. So things coming up, nothing happening actively right now, but things in the works. Dude, I love that New York City is a vibe. I cannot wait to get back. I'm excited for you. First time, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Never been. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, no, I'm excited to talk about today's episode because I think, and I feel like I might say this with every episode, but no, I really do think that this uh, pillar, uh, today's topic is a pillar of success and helping you want to make that giant step towards your goals and who you want to become and and what you want to do in life. And that is the concept of consistency Mm -hmm. and self-discipline. I think those real, those two traits really kind of have a symbiotic relationship and they bounce off each other to create that long-term success. Oh, yeah. Uh, And I think, and I I really emphasize that long-term because in today's world, we are such microwave thinkers, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's been a year and I'm not, yeah, a millionaire yet, or Or I'm not... I've been hustling for a couple weeks and and I'm not getting the traction that I want. Like, it's we're very short-sighted in that way. And it could be even, it transcends so many things. It could even be like, I haven't gotten this promotion yet, or I haven't, uh, maybe you're in a relationship and it's not progressing as you'd like it to be, but it's like, there's there's so many things where you're looking, if you just do consistent self-disciplined things, which we'll dive a little bit more into, um, you will have that longer-term success in relationships, jobs, business ventures. Yep friendships, anything that might be. But what are kind of some things that come to your mind, Jeremy, when you uh, think of consistency or self-discipline? Well, I I think uh, this is kind of a, a testament to, to what consistency means, right? Like you and I getting into the groove of doing this part of, of, our, of our endeavors, right? Like we could do this once every four to five weeks and never really feel like we're, we're in it and like we'd love it. But once you decide to start making those decisions, you know, if it's something you need to, you need to tackle daily or weekly or whatever, if you're able to keep up with it, you start to change the narrative in your head whenever it tells you like, oh, it's not worth your time or mm. this isn't exposed to, this isn't met for you. And then you start to realize like you're, you are making it happen actively. And I think that that's insanely important. Definitely was important for me, you know, whenever I went through all my, all my stuff. Dude, yeah. And, and I think 
I think, again, the reason why I love this topic so much is because I think it really separates, to be blunt, the winners from the losers um, and the haves and the have-nots. It's uh, because it's really a test of will and how much do you really want it? Oh, yeah, totally. Do you really want to do this podcast? Here we are. We're both, like, let's let's call it as as it is. We're both struggling a little bit right now, but we're here. That's what you do. You still show up, and you you be as consistent as possible. Obviously, other times where you might, like last week, you know, maybe we don't have to take it off and, you know, respect our health. But at the end of the day, you still have that goal in mind, and that's where we're like, you know what? We're good enough today. You know, Michael Jordan, the flu game, you know, think about that. You know, like, just like that test of will and how much you want something, and I think the consistent efforts put in day in and day out will show. And I like I say, I think that's just the true testament to uh, how bad do you really want it? And I think, mm. and then you will have a self-talk in your head and you're like, maybe I don't really want it. And then, then you will quit. Yeah. Or yeah. you will subside and do something else. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think about that when I think of consistency and, and then the su- success stories that I study, or follow. I mean, even a unique one, and I think we heard this the other day, but I just want to kind of share it, uh, was about our, this industry of podcasting. Really kind of fun fact. Uh, so yeah, you might remember this when we were talking about it, but 90% of podcasts don't get past episode three. And then of that remaining 10%, 90% of those don't make it to episode 20. So if you get to episode 21, you're already in the top 1% of episode producers. And I mean, that, that right there is just consistency. Yeah, I mean, it speaks volumes to, to like how much people want something, but they don't want to put in the work to get mm. there. And, you know, there are plenty of podcasts out there that may have, you know, hundreds of episodes and only have like 50 followers, but it's like a calling for them. And I'm sure it's something that they love to do. And that's great in and of itself you know oh yeah. yeah i mean i think that's what we're doing it here it's like love of the game you know passion uh oh, yeah and uh yeah like i say i kind of think to be doing i think that that was another thing i've learned back in my mid-20s i was at a basically like a personal development uh seminar so to speak and i remember hearing someone say uh you know if you do I mean this is just what any entrepreneur does for the first handful of months, if not years, whatever they're doing? Are you willing to do it that work for free? And that is a testament of will, um, and especially if you do it consistently. I mean that's yeah, I say that's love of the game, that's passion, and that's that's I think where true success is found and and birth. And you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll say just to add to that, and this is more anecdotal than anything, but um, in college I I dated a musician, right? And mm. she was uh, she played for the KU School of Music. She was a percussionist. Um, and I remember one day I was sitting in uh, one, of the, one of the ensemble classes. Like I just kind of sat and watched because I had a free hour or whatever. And um, the professor whose name I cannot remember right now, he, uh, uh, Professor, I think Paul Papil. Yeah, Papil. I'm not sure. I imagine he's probably still there at KU. Um, amazing conductor, amazing, amazing leader of bands. Um, he had said something to the effect of keep at it and the money will come. Mm. And because a lot of people get discouraged, especially in, in the music world, it's so competitive, right? Like everyone's vying for, you know, a first chair, everyone's vying for a spot at their city, you know, their local symphony, whatever, that you kind of lose sight of what it is that you love about what you're doing. And like you keep doing it because you love it. And eventually you will find a spot that works for you. 
even if that means that it's, you know, getting paid $50 a gig, you know, in some underground band or whatever, like it doesn't really matter. What matters more is, is following that. And then things kind of just fall into place because of the consistency. Oh yeah. Speaking of that, it just reminded me of something that I just watched, um, over the weekend, uh, I'm a I'm a big movie nut. Which, by the way, can't wait to get into our movie episodes. Yeah, I think we'll oh, talk yeah we need little, to do that. <laughs> well, we'll be talking more about that thing after this and, and planning that. But I watched the Screen Actors Guild Awards or the SAG Awards. They're on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was great. I mean, I I, I geek out on that. <laughs> but um, I forget I forget who it was, but it was accepting the award. But they were thinking like the people that were like that would host me on their couch, you know, while I went and got tried for this audition or, you know, brought the alcohol, the booze to the party, this or that, and, you know, drove us home and drove me to two auditions. You know, thinking all of those other people, and I don't know, it's just, you said something there, just kind of made me think of that. It's just, there's a lot of factors that go into it and, and making, you know, success happen and, mm-hmm. um, and, and making you stay consistent, you know? So that's right. what's really cool. And also, as I was kind of doing some research on this, like I said, one thing that came to mind, and was honestly, I think it might have been that same seminar that I was at in my mid-20s, which, God, well, almost 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we all know that, that phrase, knowledge is power, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First off, you don't be asking, like, what, 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 do you, what do you think of when you hear that? Like, do you agree with that, or what are your thoughts on well, that? Well, yes, I would say knowledge is power. Um, I mean, I, you hear it. You've heard it so many times. To be honest, I don't even know where it, like, where it originates from. Yeah, um, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know either. But like, <laughs> say, I, I I've heard it as well. And uh, but this, this gentleman, this guy that was speaking, he says, "You need to take that a step further." I'm going to take him a step further, and he says, "It's the application of knowledge is power." Because, like, say, if you're just someone that knows all this stuff, but if you don't apply it, then you're just a guy in his room, and you're yeah, not really you'd doing be the smartest anything. person in the world. But it's not. You're not applying you're yourself. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I would take it even one step further again, just like, but it's that consistent action, consistent application of, of uh, power, of knowledge power. And so it's just like, they say, if you just stay with it, whatever it is you're doing, as and as crazy as maybe you think you are for doing whatever you're doing, or other people might think, just stay consistent. I don't know. Like, say, I just really feel, I, I don't see how that's ever done anyone wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think it's important to like measure your cost, you know, against like return on investment for things. But give yourself a fair shot. Give mm-hmm. yourself a true opportunity to explore something that you would love to either get better at, you know, maybe a business venture that, that you're apprehensive to start because you don't know how much you can commit to it. It's kind of like, and this is just going to be out of nowhere, but kind of like uh, Ron in Parks and Rec. You ever watch Parks and Rec? I haven't watched enough. I know Ron Swanson, okay. yes. Well, yes. Yeah. So Ron Swanson is talking to uh, Leslie Nope uh, whenever she's, I believe she's about to run for um, for like city council or something like that. Uh, I haven't watched it in a while. Um, but he basically tells her because she was also trying to spend her time doing this and this and this. He was like, don't, half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. Mm. And it's like, fuck yeah, whole-ass one thing. Like, yeah. if you're going to be in it, fully be in it. Yeah. No, and it's actually interesting you say that because literally another thing that happened this weekend, and I always get, uh, what's the word? I get, I admire, you know, uh, but no, I got uh, recruited for a multi-level marketing <laughs> uh-huh. uh, business this last weekend. Um, and... Yeah, so yeah, it always feels good because obviously to me that says someone sees something in me that they want to partner on something with. But 
I just know that I'm at this level in life now where this is it. This is my baby, you know, like this is our baby that what we're doing here. (laughs) And, um, and I I just know that if I even dare took on something else, because this was a major lesson I learned in my twenties is juggling multiple uh, ventures and trying to do too much. It's like, no hone in on one thing. I, I'm a firm believer in that. And I, I would think if, I don't know, maybe when you have enough capital and you can start diversifying and other things, but no, like if you're really trying to make something happen, you just got to really hone in and focus on one on right. thing. Right. So. I think that's great. And, and one thing that I remember reading about recently, um, I was just trying, basically trying to research, like, how do you stay on top of getting things done, staying organized, making sure that if you're doing things, you're like moving towards a goal, right? Um, it was called the whoop method. Have you heard this before? Uh, no. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, it, it's broken down into four parts. So there's the wish component, there is the outcome component, the obstacle, and the plan. So the wish is obviously very simple, right? Like you think, what is it that I want? What like identify the actual thing that you're looking to go after? For you and me, it's very simple. We're looking after to hopefully change the way people can think and have them approach their lives differently and in ways that align with who they are. Uh, and, and be more pensive, right? So mm-hmm. like that, that's obviously how we wanted to start this specific project. Uh, next would be to like look at how, how the outcomes are going to play out. Like what is it that um, that you imagine yourself feeling whenever it, it almost feels like manifestation in, in terms of like how that's all talked about. But like this is like a practical approach to doing stuff. Um, uh, just imagine like what it's going to feel like if let's say you have a coworker who tells you, like I've been listening to your episodes and, you know, I think it's great. Or you have a relative reach out and say that it resonated with them. Like that feels really good. And that's like worth it, right? Like oh, it yeah. makes it feel like it's worth it. Um, and then you have to kind of recognize that there's going to be things that might hinder your feelings of success. So for you and me, it might be, oh, we're not getting traction right now. Does that mean we should stop? Like, I'm, I'm like, hell no, dude, we're in this, right? Like yeah. we want to keep moving forward and keep trying and, and keep learning, especially. Yeah, right. Can I say something to that real quick? Because, yeah, yeah um, uh, there was something that I would get before it escapes my mind is I think the magic of consistency and discipline where they really come together with what you just said is it, it's we all we, we get motivation when we have an idea and we take action on that. But the true adversity and that true consistency and discipline comes into effect when, let's say, yeah, weeks down the road, months down the road, when you do face that uh traction or adversity you're like oh i feel like quitting but you keep at it because you know why you got started in the first place exactly that's i don't know like that's like the magic right there you're like i can't do it because i know how i felt in that moment and i know that this down adversity will will, will pass and i i just i have to think about that self of mine when i was in that frame of mind when i first started and like that's you just got to think of that whenever you feel like maybe given up, you know? Yeah. So and I love that you say that because that ties exactly into what I'm, what the last part of the oh. P, which this is, was not planned. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because the, the last word is plan, right? Cause then oh. <laughs> once, once you are able to identify those obstacles and then you're able to understand like, it's going to be fucking hard. It, it might feel discouraging at times. Maybe I'll be telling myself like that this isn't worth my time or it's not going where I want it to go. Like if you're getting the value out of it and, and getting the joy and purpose out of it, then you keep, marching onward and, yeah and, and as long as you have all those in place like you you can't lose and you'll get to episode 20 right like you'll get yeah. to that point yep so Man, anyway. i also want to tell our our listeners what's funny and i think the reason why we started to do this venture is 
so yes, we come up with an idea, but we really don't share on like what we're going to say. <laughs> so just seeing that moment right there, yeah. I'm like, that, that was not planned. I but... <laughs> know, that's great. Like, I think whenever we first started, and this is just me riffing for a second, like I think I, I wanted to say, stay so structured that I felt like rigid and kind of boxed in and how you and I just have good conversation. And so just to kind of like be like, hey, I have this idea that I want to talk about. This is the topic. You have this idea. And then we literally learn from each other on the spot. And it's not oh, like... Yeah. I'm not acting surprised. I am surprised because I didn't know what you said before. I'm like, because we haven't talked yeah. about it. And I oh, think that's wonderful. I, I totally agree. Um, kind of transitioning to a couple of things that I, I was looking at when it comes to the disciplinary uh, part of it, because I was even talking, I think, with someone the other day, and you're talking, and I totally get it. You know, it's just in today's life, it's just so easy to become undisciplined. I think just with the surrounding of, whether it be yeah, our phone, you know, mm -hmm. screen time, uh, so many drugs, so to speak, you know, bad and, and not just oh, yeah. like, and I don't mean like drug drugs, like Coke and shit like that. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like literally like, like your phone, addictions. TV, addictions, bad food that just, and that's actually one of them is like the more bad food you eat, the more your body's not going to feel that rejuvenation to want to do something, you yeah, know, and so, it literally won't it's not optimal conditions for it because it's not getting what it needs. It doesn't get the nutrients it needs to yeah, be motivated and, and take those healthier actions. But in speaking to that, one of the things that I was uh, looking into that I think I've been able to do that was really pivotal in you know my transition for the past four, four and a half years to get to where my mental state of continued success is removing temptations. Mm, and I by that, it. yeah. Yeah. And by that, uh, it's hilarious. People will be like, they come to my apartment and they'll be like, Donald, are you poor? There's like literally nothing in your fridge. And I'm like, no, I just don't buy a lot of shit that I don't need. Um, uh -huh. Like say, I, I'm not a big sweets guy, but like if I know if I had a lot of sweets at my place, I'd probably eat more. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing with alcohol. Uh, you know, like I don't really go out of my way to buy booze just because I know that if it's there, it's going to stare at me and it might just tempt me more, you know? Yeah. So it's just... And another big thing for me is ordering like pizzas. Uh, that's I uh, I love pizza. I think a lot of people like pizza. You know, <laughs> um, I usually just go to a place and get a slice or two. You know, I don't get the whole box because that's just going to tempt me to eat more. Right. That might not be economically smart, but it, it is a it helps create a healthy habit. And I've been able to stay disciplined with that, and uh, it pays more dividends uh, down the road. You mind if I say something real quick? Yo, yeah, yeah. I think, that, I think that's wonderful because you've already made the decision before you've made it, right? Mm. Like if you're like, I only know, like I'm going to order two pieces or one piece pizza and that's what I'm ordering. That's what I'm allowing myself to have. And you take it and you, let's say you're, you know, with friends and you decide to walk around and have a slice of pizza or go sit down outside. Like you've already removed yourself from the opportunity to have more and you've already won. Oh yeah. 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 No, appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's wonderful. I love that. I'm always an advocate for, for knowing how to reduce temptation. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And then I think another big one that I was, that I was in regards to discipline that when I was looking at this, uh, which by the way, it was a Forbes article by um, a woman named Jennifer Cohen, who I love. I personally follow her uh, podcast, Habits and Hustle. So shout out to Jennifer Cohen. <laughs> uh, she actually had a phenomenal interview with the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, the other oh, day. Interesting. And wow. It was wild being a temptation yes right <laughs> uh, but yeah no great uh great interview there and great podcast like i always suggest that a follow as well but interesting and she goes over these yeah like four or five 
uh, components. And the other one that I think is also just so powerful is being able to forgive yourself and move and move forward. Because I think so many times, yeah, forgive yourself and move forward. You know, we might, yeah, hit that obstacle or uh, and we just be like, we're do, we feel like we're doing everything right. You know, like, or I'm staying disciplined. I'm, I'm, you know, doing this stuff, but then you still fall short. And it's like, I think there is a time to grieve that loss. Like, this is a setback. But then you just have to, like, again, think about that end in mind and or where you were in that beginning stage when you decided, like, I don't know, for some reason, something that comes to my mind is, like, when you're looking for a job. Mm -hmm. I say that because my story is, you know, three layoffs in those 13 months. So multiple times I had to look for jobs. And I remember there was just one that I went through a six-interview process that lasted a month. And I didn't get it. And it's just like, I could have easily been, and I, I did for a short period of time, like so down on myself and just, uh, you know, just kind of, kind of got in my own head. But it's like, what, what does that can do to continue me moving forward? Like, I still need to go find a job and I need to put forth the effort. And you just say you can't be too hard on yourself. So just, yeah, forgive yourself and move on and move forward. I know that can be tough, but. I think it is important also to take that moment to grieve and like just say fuck it, you know? <laughs> like this sucks, but you can't be in that state for too long. So I think that's a good word using the word grief. Like I think it's important that grief is that is a full emotion that you can experience whenever an I even an idea like falls short. Like it's it grief isn't just losing a person or a relationship or you know, it, it is it, it can occur even with with pictures in your head about where you imagine yourself being and maybe not being at that point or as far as along as you wanted to be. But yeah, you, you remind yourself whenever things get like that, whenever it gets hard, whenever you feel down, like be okay with the fact that it sucks for a second. Like do not resist that. Be mm -hmm. able to say, this is shitty. And like there, there's nothing else that really needs to be said. Like it's shitty right now. And at some point it won't be shitty. You know, and I think that's that's a great way to to be able. It's almost like a stoic approach where you're able to be like, this is this is this is really what's happening. This is really my experience, and it's temporary. And then that'll, and then you'll move on. Absolutely, yeah. I love that you also brought, brought that word because I think that would be another. We could really deep dive in on an episode one day about stoicism. Oh, dude, we could talk about that for like hundreds of hours. Like that <laughs> is such an amazing topic. Yes, yes. Uh, it's such an amazing topic for growth. Uh, my God, yeah, mental growth and just spiritual growth. Um, another thing, kind of one of the last things I want to kind of say, share here on, on discipline. I remember I, 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 was, I shared this thing and I've had a dig. It was two years ago or so that I shared this. But, and it's just so interesting because literally this last weekend, I, don't know, I didn't really do anything this last weekend. Uh, to be honest, it was a little boring. Uh, which is totally fine, yeah. you know. Uh, there, I just kept saying like, "Hey, it's okay," you know. I, you don't, you don't need to always be doing something. I'm guilty of. I feel like I should always be doing something. I don't know, maybe because I'm single and young and a busy guy. Busy guy. Uh, I'm a networker and um, I like to be active. And but what I did do is, I went on two walks each day on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, read some of my book that I'm currently reading, uh, which is actually right now I'm reading this phenomenal book called of boys and men by a guy named Richard Reeves, okay. who is like my mentor's mentor. Nice. <laughs> I like yeah. Scott Galloway. You there probably you heard go. me mention him a lot, but this is the book that kind of helped him really, uh, his stuff that he discusses on fatherhood and, and some of the 
crises that are going on with young men and where they are today. But so yeah, I'm really excited to read that book. Anyway, um, did some other things around the house, you know, whatever, but I did boring things. And I remember like, you know, that is a key to success too. Like a key to like the consistent, this might sound weird, but I think if you do consistent, boring things, that will lead to success. Like, and here's what it was that I, I saw that exercise, eat clean, intermittent fast, sleep for eight hours, read for 30 minutes a day, one family meal a day, call your parents, support your partner, shut the phone while you're talking to your kids, call friends for no reason, save money for a rainy day, and look, look, look what they say, epic things will follow. No fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And honestly, and I'm not trying to, you know, boost uh, to my own horn here, but I feel like I do all those things that I'm capable of doing. Don't have a partner, so can't support them. <laughs> I don't have kids, so I can't carve out time to do that with them. But like, if I did, I, th I really believe I would. And I think if you do those things consistently enough, you'll look back 5, 10, 20 years from now and be like, my life is epic. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I think that's great, dude. And, like, <laughs> and, and I think that can resonate with a lot of people. Um, I'd, I'd say that many people who go through something difficult will find a way to let it transform them. Like, I think the most beautiful things that can happen to, happen to us are the most painful. Um, so I'll even say like, the, the way I got as fit as I did mm. was not by going to the gym once, right? right. It was because I went to the gym hundreds of times. And it was because I also eliminated foods from my household. I was living with um, my twin and their partner at the time uh, whenever I was like really slimming down and like getting to the best shape of my life, which on, honestly, I'm not even at that level anymore, but that's okay. Dude, um, no, you're still like, in phenomenal shape. <laughs> thanks, um, but at that point, like it was because even those things that were in the house, because they didn't eat like I did, you know, I would eat... Um, like chicken every day, and I would make sure to have protein bars, protein shakes, whatever. I'd go on walks a couple times a day. I'd take cold showers every day. Um, and like doing that every day and deciding when the day started, like I already know what I'm not going to touch. I already know the food I'm not going to have. I already know that like I don't, I'm not drinking today. Like I would obviously set aside time in my, you know, I would set aside time to go drink if it was like I knew I was going to have a social event that day. Otherwise, it was like I didn't even, ha I didn't sip on anything if it wasn't a social thing. Yeah. Um, and all of that led to, everyone was like, oh, you're in really good shape. It's like, thank you. And I know that whenever I used to look at people who were in really good shape, before I got in really good shape, um, one thing I would always say is, oh, they're so lucky. Mm. And that I've removed that word from my vocabulary whenever it comes to people's physiques. Like, don't get me wrong, some people are genetically predisposed to looking really good. Like they don't have to try that hard. But if you see someone who looks really good, it's probably because they work really fucking hard to make it happen. Or, you know, they might be, but at the very least they're working hard. And if they have supplements or if they're, you know, taking anything else, like that's up to them. But regardless, like they're putting the work in Dude. and that's, that's not because they went once. It's because they went hundreds of times and decided to do that instead of the pursuit of, gluttony or you know just uh sloth or whatever like they decided to work hard eat train all of that and that's what led to where they're at now so remove lucky and remember like it's work and if you want that too you can fucking have it you just got to work for it you create your own luck it's funny i was literally thinking that today on my drive home knowing that we're going to talk about this here tonight and mm -hmm. um yeah i was just thinking about how like i i also kind of hate that word lucky you know like because you because due to consistent enough actions you create your own luck you know exactly. yeah. and so i think that's just so true and i think also what i love about what you said about um you know taking these daily disciplines of you know whether it be cold showers or what you're eating 
and even though those other people in the house might be eating a completely different diet, uh, just doing just doing your your actions because I think it's so easy to get influenced by other people mm-hmm. and just kind of. But I think, but, but you also said something earlier that you decided you decided that you wanted to change, and I think that goes to show you like when you really make a decision then I think your brain, like your prefrontal cortex, will literally think of consistent habits to create to fulfill that decision. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it doesn't happen overnight. It's, I mean, some people can quit smoking cigarettes cold turkey. They can cut out you know, certain foods. But there's a reason why like 70%, this, that, that's a ballpark number, of people who like make a New Year's resolution to get more in shape, there's a reason why like 70% of them fall off by like, February. February, right? It's, it's because, like right there. Because yeah. they can't, they can't make it a habit. Yep. And it's and and it's, it's so crucial mm-hmm. to getting to that point is to make sure you say, fuck the fuck the fact that this is going to be uncomfortable. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. That's the point. You do it consistently, like your your body adapts in ways that you can't even imagine. If you introduce a little bit of discomfort, the fasting, the cold shower, like cold plunge, cold shower, like those things are amazing for your mental health. They are like obviously talk to a physician before you make do anything drastic, but yeah. you know, like the research has shown that doing those things is extremely beneficial for for your health, and it doesn't even take a lot. It's like eleven minutes of cold exposure a week, like so two oh. minutes a day or something like that. Yeah, in your shower, just like I do it. Um, you know, Andrea might be getting ready for bed, and I'm you know she hears me in the shower, and then all of a sudden she hears me being like, <gasps> <laughs> she has to start taking really deep. She's like, you make it cold. I was like, yes, I sure did. And like, yep, you know, yep. but like I do it because it it takes me out of like whatever group. If I'm in like a in a mental health funk, which I'm a huge advocate for saying like I experience those, you know, I go through anxiety, depression, but like if you're able to disrupt it, it is, it, it yanks you out for two minutes there. Like I'm not thinking, man, today was a hard day at work. I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking cold. Oh my God, I want to survive. Like this is the worst. It hurts. And then by the time I'm done, I'm like, if like you exhale and you feel like you just let all of it out. And it's like, oh my God, dude, like I can't, I love it. It's so good. And it kind of on that with what you said, like it can be tough for your brain to create that new habit because it set, kind of sees it as unordinary. Like wait, we're not supposed to be taking cold showers or we're not That's supposed not to be. That's not the habit that we've developed over the last, you know, 30 years or however old we are. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah. That's not the habit that they have. Yeah. But again, and I was doing a little research. Like I said, it's a different part of your brain that recognizes though that you're beginning to make this a new habit. And again, if you just do it consistently enough over time, even again, if you're going to set two minutes a day, but that like, that's the interesting thing. Like, for example, I, again, I don't know, I've just been kind of bored recently at times. And so I've actually been going to bed a little earlier, sometimes as early as eight thirty or nine. And I don't know, exactly. I'm getting a little bored. That sounds wonderful, bro. <laughs> that sounds great. Being in our thirties, like that sounds like amazing. And, but what's wild is then my internal clock wakes me up at like, I don't even need an alarm clock. And honestly, and I was even looking at the health benefits of, you know, it, it going to bed earlier, it, it, it apparently like it even also um, decreases your appetite a little bit for the next day. Like you just feel fuller longer. Like saying it's just, yeah, like there, there's so many other things that come with like going to bed earlier and just, um, yeah, it, it was kind of really fascinating to, to learn about. So that's <laughs> maybe that's another episode. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, and I will say like, whenever it comes to, to falling asleep and waking up, there's a really cool um, device that I can't remember the name of, which is great. Uh, but it's basically like uh, an alarm clock that's set to the to sunrise and sunset. So like mm. once the sunrise happens, it basically slowly wakes you up with the sun. Like even if you have blinds or whatever, curtains, drapes, um, 
it will still slowly illuminate your room and give you like a very calming, like natural sound, almost like birds chirping or whatever. And it wakes you up and aligns you with your, with a circadian rhythm. Yeah. Which is like extremely beneficial too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, brother, uh, like I say, as we head into our, our segment, um, I actually want to take a, since we were off a week, I, there was something I did watch over the weekend that would like to give a quick shout out, almost like, I guess you could say a win. Uh, one of the podcasts I follow, they have, it's like wins and losses. Um, but I'm going to go with just a win that I don't know. I just felt like it was important enough to share, but I rewatched a movie. I haven't seen literally in like 15, 17 years, but, um, it's called dead poet society. Have you ever seen that one? Robin Williams. Yep. Great. Dude. Loved it. Oh my God. I uh, just, I think that movie resonates so well with today and so many area, areas of that movie. Um, but one of the ones that really stood out to me was the, uh, it's important to at least try and see another point of view. Like it's when they get on top of the desks mm-hmm. and just getting. Oh yeah. 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 Captain, my captain. Yes. Yes. And I don't know. Cause I just think, um, in today's society, I was literally talking to someone at lunch today and, um, uh, I just, I think we're so apprehended to, uh, or apprehensive to, you know, listen to someone else's point of view on some of these you know, politics obviously comes to mind, but you know, like a lot of other things it could be religion. It could be societal structures, you know, travel, whatever it might be, um, beliefs, but we just got to listen more and, and try and see someone else's point of view. And I know I just thought that was a movie from 1989. I mean, I think there's so many very important elements that still play today. Yeah. So wanted to kind of share that. Cause I know I just think, like you said, it's, you recognize it immediately. It's a great movie. Yeah. I mean, and I'll use if you don't mind, I just yeah. have an example. So like, um, my uncle, <laughs> my mom's brother, um, he grew up in a, in a Catholic home. Okay. And this example, I don't know why, but I always think about this fact. I remember one time, you know, I was still trying to figure out my religious views back in like my late teens. Maybe I am now, um, agnostic, um, with some type of spiritual aspect, but I haven't really explored that much. Um, but I remember being told by my mom that, uh, my uncle who grew up Catholic, who was, you know, went, went to church and all of these things. Um, he read, he read the Bible front to back. Like he read it in its entirety whenever he was an adult and he sat it down. He was like, Nope, that's bullshit. (laughs) And then it was like, wow. Like he, he took the time. He didn't nitpick. He didn't pick and choose like where he decided something resonated with him or not. He took the, the time to read a whole, the whole Bible, the entire thing. And then he realized that he had his, his view. Right. And I think that's a really good point that you made about how we listen to each other. Yeah. Like you can have a conversation with someone who has a different point of view than you. And at the very end, be unchanged. You might be, you might be changed, but like, it's okay to, to not budge, but to not even hear a person like that's, Oh yeah. That, that just, it it falls flat in how we grow as people. Right. Oh yeah. Like, and just being like, Oh, you're a, you're a Republican or you're a Democrat or you're, you know, whatever. Like people are more than one facet of who they are like gain perspective. And then mm-hmm. of course, if you decide that we completely disagree, then that's you know, okay. yeah. and that's okay. Like where it's okay to disagree. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, and, uh, as we transition here into, um, attitude for gratitude, yeah. uh, I'm excited about the one I have here today. I, I saw something as well on the, in our, uh, little hiatus there that, 
uh, he's become a friend now. See, I mean, that, and that's the whole point of this too is I think I kind of thought about this the other day. Is like I want to help this strangerly become more neighborly, uh, you know. Nice, yeah. <laughs> um, and like I said, I initially met this guy, and he was a stranger. He was just a trivia guy. This uh, trivia guy I met like six months ago, mm-hmm. but he made a post the other day because he hit three years as his business. That his uh, business, Big Five Trivia, has been around. His name is Kevin Krumi. Again, just a phenomenal human. And it was funny after about three or four months of knowing him. We were at our friend Brock and Michaela's Halloween party, and oh, yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Oh, hey, you're the trivia guy." Um, so he was Farva from Super Troopers. Anyway, um, like I say, he just came up on three years. He, he was a teacher, um, but then he—I don't want to say he had a passion for trivia. Maybe I don't know, but he he decided to pursue something different, and now he is three years and has a very successful uh, uh, trivia business here, where yeah, he literally hosts ten weekly events. In the Kansas City area, and he just hired his fifth employee in three years. Wow, that's um, wonderful! Yeah, Big Five trivia, awesome human. Good for him. That's great. But I want to share what he wrote here because I think that this paragraph really embodies what we do here at the Epic Life as well. And I just, and honestly, after reading this, I'm like, dude, we need to bring this guy on. Like, I cannot wait to interview him and to see what he's doing with what he's already doing with the Kansas City community. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He goes, uh, so I'm so proud because my business provides what I believe our society is missing. My regular trivia players could be scrolling on TikTok, binging Netflix, or fixated on politics. But instead, they chose to spend quality time with friends and family to interact with one another. They do this while supporting local businesses and their staffs. I strongly believe that relationships, community building, and authentic experiences lead to a happier life. So oh, wow. Yeah, I'm like I love that. we need to bring that guy on the show. Yeah. Like I wanna you know, I just think that to me embodies the epic life and like I think well, let's say like it gives me goosebumps because again we're just I think I agree with him. I think we're missing in that. I th- that's one of my goals. Um, probably your goal as well with this podcast is just to help resonate and bring people together more and just think differently and and yeah. So I think that's great. I love that. Yeah. So yeah, Kevin Krumi, uh appreciate you, man. Can't wait to see you again. Uh but yeah, that's that's my Attitude uh, of gratitude for the week. Wow, I love. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll extend gratitude too. Like to, <laughs> to know that's. I mean, I'm, I of course have my own, but yeah. to have someone who obviously cares about community, cares about doing something that he not only enjoys but brings brings something to other people, mm-hmm. and then to also like he, that's that takes a lot of involvement and also a lot of. Uh, a lot of like boldness, right? Like it takes oh, some courage to, to make that decision and then stick with it for three years. And, and now he's, he literally has, he's growing. And yeah. And he does this full time. Yeah. I, so cool. And I would like say, well, for me, I would love to ask him a little bit more of like, what got you into teaching? I think I probably know what got you out, uh, which right. pay probably, you know, yeah. which just sucks. Cause like, I just think great teachers is just something yeah, we're lacking. And America. Yeah. Yeah. How about you brother? Yeah. Um, so, Funnily enough, mine actually has to do with uh, someone that I just met on Saturday, um, and their consistency really resonated with me. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. So I went to the KU game, the KUUT game oh, on yeah. Saturday, and I was with Andrea and her family from Texas, so they came up, and afterwards we went to the Eldridge Hotel, right? Mm, great and spot. we went out, and we all got some food and some drinks, and we were in like the, the seating, seating area, like in the nicer vintage-looking part, not the bar part. Yeah. I'm not sure when the last time you were there was, I guess. 10, 12 years ago, Okay, probably. great. Yeah. Well, anyway, so, so I, we were in there, and... 
Uh, little side note, Bill Self sat right next to us, which I thought was super cool. I took, a, yeah, I took a picture of him. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> uh, but I didn't talk to him because I, I didn't really, I don't know, I didn't really need to. Um, but we were sitting with Andrea's family, and that included her cousin. And her cousin had his buddy um, with him. His name was Griffin. And he was obviously like like kind of like a jack dude. He was a little taller, like blonde, blonde nice kid, maybe early 20s. Um, and so he and I just started having like a conversation and it became like very genuine. And we were talking about, um, working out and all these things. And he was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm on a carnivore diet. Mm. I was like, interesting. Like yeah. that's, there's obviously a lot of conversation out there in the fitness oh. world about oh, yeah. carnivore diet, but it takes a lot of discipline to do that. He's been doing it for, I believe a year and a half is what he said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's, and he basically said the moment that he eats anything beside, like every once in a while he'll have some fruits or, you know, vegetables to get the additional carbs, but otherwise he's pure meat, like breakfast, lunch, dinner, he's having eggs and chicken and salmon and steak and just meat. And yeah. so, and he's like, if I ever decide that I'm going to like drink some alcohol or if I have, you know, something that's not natural, I feel it for about a week. Wow. Afterwards, wow. yeah. Did and he drink that day or no? No, from okay, what yeah. I saw, it looked like he was drinking water. He was he was chill, yeah. um, but it was it was honestly fascinating, like to just have a conversation with a guy, someone who cares a lot about fitness, which you know I've obviously had my relationship with fitness too, and like he was letting me in and telling me about supplements he was taking, and I, and I just thought it was like it was really nice to talk to someone that I had never met about something that matters to both of us, and it to just to to learn from someone ten years younger than me you know yeah. and I so like at the end I was like dude this was like I shook his hand I was like this was a phenomenal conversation I appreciate you like giving me your insight and telling me what's worked for you because it inspires me right it inspires me to consider you know maybe supplements I'll take or maybe eating more in line with how I'd like to instead of just what I eat and so like it was it was just a really great human connection that I had like just for like 30 minutes there for part of that dinner because he was across the table. So we didn't talk the entire time, but whenever we did, it was just, it was really, cool. really good. Yeah. That's like so. the richness of life exactly. I, at its yeah. finest core. I love that. I love that. Oh man. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Thank you. Well, dude, today has been a lot of fun. I'm glad we got to get together. Me too. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to see what we tackle next um, as well as uh, see what um, also we want to remind our listeners about, the email. Yes, uh, yeah. yes, yes. Thank you for reminding me to remind them. Um, we have an email, which is theepiclifemedia at gmail.com. Um, I have it on my phone. Do you have the login? If not, I can get it to you uh, just so we can monitor anything. If you guys have th something you'd like us to talk about, if you feel that you would add value or get value from this conversation with us, we'd be more than happy to set something up where we all can talk. Um, yeah, just feel free to shoot us an email. And I think uh, if you guys if you guys have your own examples of like attitude for gratitude, I know oh, I love that. Yeah, I think that'd be fun to kind of see. Like you can re remain anonymous, just literally simply say like, "Yeah, I met this, you know, gentleman in the grocery store," or you know, it could be you know, person who's cutting your hair, or whoever it might be. And so, because uh, I think to say that's what you just shared, I loved listening to that, and I think that's say like, that's a big goal that we want to have here with the, at the Epic Life is encouraging people to really pay pay more attention and notice the strangely neighborly vibe in, 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 yeah. in the world. So, yeah. um, the neighbor that's just beyond the stranger, right? Yes. Right, right past it. Just got to take a step, be vulnerable for a second. Yep. Be real. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, everyone really appreciate you guys tuning in until next time. Thank you guys. We will see you later.